Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from bad investors to child molesters. (laughs) (laughs) With over 5 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox with me is Dick. (laughs) What's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer, and joining us is Mysterios, Mysterios, Boisterous Coconuts. The digital cyber demon. I think that's all my nicknames. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? Welcome back. Is it bad that we all laughed our asses off at child molesters? <laughs> well, uh, I think juxtaposed with bad investors. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. That yeah. vote was confusing. The child molesters vote, pedophiles that you brought in. Why like, that? I wasn't sure if we were supposed to vote that up or vote that down as down. a problem. Oh, no, up, up. It was okay, a problem. Okay, already, you're, again, you're <laughs> sending a mixed message. Again, you want us to vote up pedophiles. <laughs> right, except you brought in and you mostly talked about the defense of pedophiles. I didn't defend pedophiles. You kind of did. Not offending pedophile. You brought Remember in. how no, you no, were no. like, the pedo smile is great. I try to smile like that all the time. I'm a huge fan of Jared. No, you were listening to the Mark Marin podcast, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. Shots fired. How is your one sided war with a much more successful person doing? I got the last word in that, so I won. Oh, there you That's, go. Yeah, oh, I yeah, see yeah. it. So, so far, you've beaten uh, Penn from Penn and Teller and Mark Marin. That's yeah. right. That's, yeah. Not, that's a good record. Yeah. Who's, next? Who's next? Who's next? That's our motto. For this show, yeah. who's next? We should Who? go after like a big game show host or something, you know. Alex <laughs> Trebek? <laughs> Alex Trebek. That Canadian yeah. fuck. Yeah. Let's get that guy. Oh, he's a creep. I've heard creepy stories about him. Have you seen that YouTube video where he's like super drunk and refusing to do promos for Jeopardy? He's just like, fuck it. Just go, just go, tape, tape, just Trebek. go. Trebek. Trebek. Trebek is awesome, though. Yeah. I've Tell me to- why you think okay, he's awesome. Because I've been to a Jeopardy tape. Okay. My friend was on Jeopardy, and uh, he here's the one story about Alex Trebek. He gets up during the commercial break, and he's like, everybody, give me your questions. I'm here to answer questions, right? So the first question is this woman from the Midwest, I'm guessing. because, oh, my mother, who's sitting next to her. She's like, she's 90 years old, and she's a huge fan of yours. Can she just get up and get a picture with you? And he goes, no. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy who's like a career game show contestant. He just goes around from game show to game show, and he, he has this loop that he goes through different countries because they oh, put a blacklist on you for like right. nine months for or five years or yeah. this or this, that or whatever. So he just like goes from country to country playing different game shows. And he said, uh, I heard an interview with him one time on a, on a podcast and they asked him, who was the worst game show host you ever met? And he said, Alex Trebek by far. He said, wow. he's the meanest. He's yeah. just like, oh he's, yeah, he's oh, awesome. Yeah, he's a machine. I feel like in another universe, you could be that guy. Oh, well, you're already halfway there. You're I'm a good game show it. host. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of game shows real quick, because I know we don't have time, but uh, if you're bored on the internet, Google Asterios plus Let's Make a Deal. Because I went on Let's Make a Deal, and I won. You did? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell hey. the story super duper quick. Okay. Um, so long story short... I dress up in a giant uh, bee costume, yeah. but I make my hair gray and I make my beard gray. And so I say, I'm Grumblebee, the old man bee who oh, likes wow. to complain. <laughs> Grumblebee. Grumblebee. And so they call me Jackpot, up. Jackpot, they and, think. Look at this yeah. loser. We got to get him on TV. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And they were like, here's what they told us beforehand. They're like, we're looking for people with a lot of energy, so make sure to dance around a lot during the commercial breaks. And I was like, wait till I see this dancing. I'm doing like the cabbage patch. I'm like, uh, I'm doing 
doing the running man in my seat. I'm just like, <laughs> I know they're looking at the at the old man B. And so they call me. And they call me to play literally, this was weird, like an improvised game where they wanted me to do a bunch of improv into a microphone where the hosts were speaking gibberish and it was my job to tell the host what was happening in a fake news report. So long- Wait, st- what? Yes, I'm not kidding. It this was, is yes. on the set of Deal or No Deal? On the set of Deal or No Deal, they play this game called, uh, uh, no, Bullshit. Let's Make a Deal. Uh, let's make a deal. Oh, let's make a deal. Yeah, okay. They, they play a game called Let's Make a Deal News. So let's get to the Let's Make a Deal Action News desk with our correspondent Grumblebee. And they're, they're like, what's in the news today? And I look over all the teleprompters and they're all blank. So I go, oh, they want me to improvise (laughs) what's in the news. So I make up a story that actually works really well in Let's Make a Deal continuity about an invasion of zonks that are ruining everybody's great deals around the country. But long story short, I made up so much crap about zonks and the mythology of zonks and their (laughs) continuity in history that what's his name? Uh, What's the name of the host? The African-American gentleman? Bill Cosby? Was he the host? Uh, (laughs) Wasn't he? Worse. No, the guy from Family Feud? Yeah, the guy. No. No, the guy from uh, the the improv game, Steve Harvey, Wayne Brady, exactly. So, oh, he is worse. Wayne yeah, Brady is yeah. worse than Bill Cosby. You're right. Yeah, exactly. So long story short, Wayne Brady between the commercial breaks is like, you got to stop acting like an asshole. You are ruining the game. He Whoa. like tells me this to my face, and I I fell for it. I was like, I'm sorry, Wayne Brady. I'll oh, behave. But he's Holy next. Shit. He's yeah, next. We're taking Wayne, Wayne Brady down next. a notch. Yeah. Fuck him. You're ruining the earth, Wayne Brady. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Stereos is helping your dog shit game about zonks and whatever the fuck you're yeah. talking about. You throw. And by the way. They don't know anything about you, so they're just throwing this to, like, potentially a a random person who's had no improv experience. Go ahead and make our show entertaining. Here you go, idiot. I think the idea was that they expect the person to crack and not know what to do, and then everyone else sort of makes a game out of his mistakes. But the problem was I was just like, well, we need a story here with uh, characters and beats. You gave them what they weren't expecting, which is a performance. super mad. And they they aired it? Yes, it's on YouTube. We're going to link it. We're going to post this. of you talking about Zonks. Yeah, you can look at it right now. (laughs) We're going to post this. I got to the final round because I was the most (laughs) successful. So so there's three acts of me acting like a bumblebee, and Wayne Brady just clearly hates me. Bravo. A serious sense. An incredible story. We're going to link this on the website. It'll be in, uh, on the page. Yeah. yeah. Wayne Brady is jealous of you. Because how you, does that feel? Yeah. Pretty good. Now that yeah. we're talking yeah, this, about is a, it. this is a guy whose entire career is based on not scaring white people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Guys, he's one of the good ones. So I think is it's yours. on his resume. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm yeah. the mixed race pleasant face. That's a hell of Stereos a notch in your mouth. Yeah. You, now I feel good about it. Yeah, man. Because of your spin. Oh, he's jealous. Oh he's my so God, jealous right. of you. He found someone more lovable than himself. He got scared. That's not hard. All right, but guys, <laughs> moving Let's on. Let's go. Sorry. The biggest problem from last week, daylight saving time. Yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, well. Then, you don't have to be upset by that. That's a big problem. It's a problem. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the inability to disconfirm, and then the okay. slippery slope arguments, pretty yeah. neck and neck, and then walking dead last, not even a problem, Dick. Mm. Not even a lot of people called you out for a dick versus dick. They said uh, your your problem is everyone needs to lose twenty pounds, but then you like shit on walking, which is a way that people can lose weight. No, no, the only way you can lose weight is deadlifting. No, yeah. that and caloric <laughs> restri- that and caloric restriction. No, eat, you got to eat if you're gonna deadlift. Hysteria. I forgot you about eat pizza how after pizza. <laughs> No walking, drive to the gym, take a segue up the ramp. That's why those ramps exist. And start deadlifting. That's how you lose weight. Well, we've all had donuts, and none of us are losing weight this morning. 
I got a comment from Alonzo Larios. He says, Gotta love how Dick instantly fell into both of Maddox's problems when it came to gun control. What a fucking Hitler. He called Was I talking about gun control in the last episode? No, because I mentioned we were talking about slippery slope arguments and how the gun control one is a big one because people who are gun control advocates. Yeah. People, people say are, they people, have small dicks, and that's not true, right? Is that what you're trying <laughs> no, to say? No, people who are opposed to gun control say that if you give an inch, they'll take a mile. Like, that's the argument. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the most recent argument being the, the terror watch list. It's like, um, you know, Obama wants people that are on the watch list not to have access to guns, and yeah. gun advocates say, then, well, then what's next? Well, <laughs> well that's all, a slippery slope argument. They, yeah, they also say that you can just put anyone on that list. There's no qualification. <gasps> oh, my God. You what if just Obama put, puts everyone on the list? <laughs> Yeah. And that's how he takes our guns. That's what would happen. Wait, that's what would happen. This is one slippery slope, fellas. What a trick! One by oh. one. First thing, one by one. They, they, the Antichrist <laughs> himself. <laughs> they put a couple Cal of inches it's, it's cop, copy and paste. One control C, control V. Now no one can have guns. Congratulations. Everyone's on the no-fly list, yeah. right? The terrorist everyone, watch list. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, then that's how we lost the Second Amendment, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Through the TSA. Copy, copy and paste. Wow. Slippery Killed slope. it. All right, All right, I got a voice. Yeah, you want another comment? No, no, go, go ahead. Voicemail. Hi, guys. Maddox is Hitler because he's <laughs> trying to lead the red delicious apple from its place of downtroddenness to a Idiot. superior race of... Of apples. That's true. Using half-baked scientific experiments from the bonus episode to prove his weird theories. Dumb shit. Moron. And it only took me four voicemails, and this isn't even that funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, guys. Keep it up. I brought in those other four voicemails, by the way. Oh, we're going to hear those. So we made a determination that Maddox does not agree with. Okay, so if people listen to the episode, they're going to- The bonus the, so, episode. So, the bonus episode. If you spend $2, you'll finally get the answer yes. to <laughs> watch the- yes. So <laughs> what, <laughs> our regular Sabbath meal is fun. I got to spend this two bucks. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you remember- a listener reminded me of this, but we had a little wager uh-huh. on that test on. <laughs> and the loser had to read an apology written by the winner. Yes, I that remember That was this. the wager. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes. A 250-word yes. apology. Yes. So I think next bonus episode, someone's- someone is going to have to read someone's <laughs> hilarious apology. Oh, my God. I, I, you can't miss this. Okay, next bonus episode, there will be an apology read, and we don't know who's going to read it. <laughs> there <laughs> will be an apology read. Could be Sean. We don't know. All right. All right. I got another voicemail. Right? Yeah. Hey, Dick. Do you ever think about shooting your guns in the air and your buddies might hear you? I mean, probably not if you didn't think about walking, but, you know, innovation, talking to Mexicans, wearing your eagle shirt. Can we hang up on this? guys, Dick. No. We never hang up on All things that came across your mind, but not walking. Or shooting your gun. I'm not sure if this guy is high or just an idiot. Because it sounds like he's he's laboring to put the next word, not even sentence, next word in sequence. No, it depends how drunk he is. True. Well, yeah. yes. you heard and the progression he's three hours ahead. That's what, that was weird Matthew McConaughey. He's a regular caller. Oh. I, got about, I got about six other calls from him. Okay. Uh, all similar in cadence to that one. <laughs> right? uh, but he gets he gets hammered, and I can see when the calls come in. And as it progresses throughout the night, they get increasingly like that. And we see the timestamp of these calls, too. So we'll see like 6 a.m., 3 a.m., like whenever, and what city they're calling from. But he does have a big fan. Listen to this one. I just listened to episode 
13, The Solutions. And weird, Matthew McConaughey has to be my favorite listener. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mrs. Weird, Matthew McConaughey. We got to put What's these it? two in touch. Yeah, right. <laughs> she that, sounds just as high as him. That was an uh, that was almost an O at the end. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got a comment here. So uh, this is kind of funny. Uh, anything, anytime I yeah, I brought up uh, uh, Trump on the show and uh, libertarianism. Oh, thank God, I've been waiting to talk about Trump on oh, the show good. all week. Oh, good. <laughs> Love that guy. Love that guy. I've been called a lot of things. So if I ever shit on anyone conservative, I'm immediately a liberal. And if I ever shit on someone liberal, I'm immediately a conservative. Hmm. Uh, and now I'm accused of being a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> we I come told full you, circles. I told you that you have libertarian tendencies. I know, I do. I took the test, and I'm about 67% libertarian. No? I, we like, all want to be left alone. Yeah, sure. It's who like, doesn't? Yeah, who does yeah. want to be left the fuck alone? Of course. Yeah. Um, this guy, Garrett Voigt, he says, does Maddox secretly read libertarianism.org? And then he posted this big quote. It's like, the black and white aspect of politics also encourages people to think black and white terms. Not only do political parties emerge, but their supporters become akin to sports fans, feuding families, or students at rival high schools. And he just goes on. And then he posted a, a link to the website. That now, was your now point. I'm a libertarian. That yeah, was your was point, though. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I agree with you on that. I want to say something real quick about Trump. Do you think oh, that like nothing uh, is real quick about Trump on this show? Hopefully, <laughs> right, well, hopefully his candidacy will I'll be. I'll try yeah. to be real quick then. <laughs> Do you think that there were like also people during Hitler's rise that were like, "This guy's hilarious." Here we go. Like that were yeah. just like, "He's oh, look at this funny mustache. Uh-huh. He gets so mad." Well, and look, Chaplin's I don't agree mustache. with everything he says. It's like he's talking about putting people in. Uh, he's talking about like stopping Muslims from coming in the countries. Yeah, he's getting pretty out there. This guy. How's that out there? Yeah, shut <laughs> the borders down. <laughs> Well, nobody has a right to come into this country. Well, sorry, sorry, it makes you guys sad to admit that, but no one has a right to come in here. How about this? Who's not vetted the shit out? How's that a libertarian principle, shithead? How's that not intrusive? Libertarianism applies to our country. How about our country that we run like this? How about this? Don't you think it would be slightly different if he was like? No more immigrants, period. As opposed to saying no Muslim immigrants. Do you know what I mean? It's like I I can see what you're saying. If he was just like no more immigration till we set till we solve everything. Well, that's sort of that's a very conservative opinion. Mm-hmm. Saying no more Muslims is kind of out there. Yeah, well, and uh, let's see makes how this- headlines. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit, it makes. So did Hitler. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm posting. I'm posting a, a new video uh, about this. Uh, it's a really short one. About 20 Trump? second. About cool. Trump. It's right. a 20 second piece in response to what he said recently about that stuff. But uh, yeah, it'll be real funny to see what how this plays out. <laughs> oh, what a liberal you are. <laughs> yeah. Trying to stump. You guys don't realize that you cannot stump him. There's I know no he's unstump- on the Trump train. I know he's unstumpable, but it doesn't mean we can't I don't think try. you know that in your heart that he's unstumpable. <laughs> you think I think I'm going to stump the Trump? You, I, you, you can't think, stump this first guy. First of all, you went after Wayne Brady. Now you think you can go after Trump. You're getting too big for your britches. No, no, you you got to find intermediate steps. Take out Drew Carey next. All right, I got to. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have? Yeah, I got a special I got mm-hmm. a special bit just for you, Asterios. Um You'll recognize the music. The biggest problem in the universe presents erotic stories from real men. This is the first erotic story I've brought in that makes me want to throw up. 
Uh, it was left by it was left by Carlos is it, Vega. Was it about Maddox shitting in a pile of leaves and no. wiping his ass? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Car- Carlos says, "Stop dicking, Maddox." It's Carlos, the guy with the eight-year-old sheets. By the way, I finally bought some new sheets after my ex found me out because I got her into listening to the podcast. Oh, sorry, buddy. We're going to read this comment now. Yeah. <laughs> I finally caught up on all your episodes. And after listening to Maddox's friend's story about his sexual experiment, it reminded me of one of my own experiences. This is about a we, – we talked – well, you'll, you'll see what we talked about last week to spawn this. Four months ago, I moved to San Francisco. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's already getting hot. Uh, all experimentation uh, stories started. Uh, I was swiping on Tinder, got a couple of matches. I started talking to this one girl who eventually admitted he was a crossdresser. Oh. I was like, hey, bro, that's cool. I don't roll that way, but we can be friends. I'm open minded. Oh, right. oh. Like, oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Budding friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Established on Tinder. <laughs> a week later, I was drinking at a bar and he messaged me at 2 a.m. saying, You want to hang out? I replied, Is this a hookup? He said, Yes. <laughs> I was feeling pretty drunk and horny, so I figured I'd experiment. Okay. Uh-huh. The pictures looked enough like a pretty girl. So I made it clear that I was straight. I didn't feel comfortable doing anything with this penis. <laughs> you made it clear. Made it clear. I made it clear at being drunk at two in the morning. Hey, look, buddy. Is this a hookup? I just want to be clear that I'm straight. I'm straight. And I won't be doing shit with your penis. Uh, there's a lot. You gotta draw the line somewhere. There aren't there a lot of Craigslist posts that say like I'm looking for a bunch of completely straight dudes to jerk off with me. I have no idea. You yeah, tell yeah, us. You tell us. Yeah, We've never heard this you before. guys don't go on the weekends. <laughs> Just Google it. I'll forward you guys some things. Huh. So Please I don't. made it clear that I was straight. Uh, yeah, he said it was fine and to bring condoms. <laughs> <laughs> multiple, multiple condoms. <laughs> 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 I take an Uber over and was let into his place. As soon as I was right there in front of him, I just couldn't do it. Even with the alcohol in me, I saw him as another man and felt immediately uncomfortable. And honestly, (laughs) honestly felt bad for leading him on. I apologized and walked out and went home embarrassed and ashamed. Oh, there's nothing to nothing to be ashamed about here. You should have get look, I think you should have given him a quick hand job. Just to the I think the straight cut. Look, some sort of hand job should have been exchanged. But I'm well, saying if you're going to go all the way over there and get this and get this uh this I guess he identifies I guess he so identifies the man. Yeah. You get this man all worked up. Just give him a little release and get out of there. You don't need to do the whole thing. Yeah, but he said he wasn't code. doing anything with the penis. I know. Uh, look, yeah. I'm, just saying, he's straight. I'm just saying, be a bro. He said he was straight. Be a bro. Do your bro a solid and give him a hand job. That's all I'm saying. If he was a real bro, he would have done it. Well, read the rest of the comments. So- yeah, look, okay. You'll okay. hear. You'll see. I used to say things like, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. Confident in myself that I could do anyone that appeared feminine. And attractive. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting way to look at it. Uh, The experience made me realize that I am 100%, without a doubt, completely mentally and biologically straight. Because I almost jerked a guy (laughs) off. Almost. Because he looked like a chick. 
Hey, there you go. And I, I read that comment. I commented. I said, that's the straightest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing straighter than that. Yeah. I mean, he, he, went, he went the distance with his straightness. He put his straightness to the test. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to a presentation of All right. Erotic oh. Stories. Let's go. Somebody do a problem. problem. All right, guys, I got a problem. By the biggest problem in the universe. All right, guys, I, I got a problem here. All right. The, maybe the biggest problem in the universe. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars merchandising. Hmm. Sick of it. <laughs> Sick of it? Fucking tired of Star Wars merchandising. Like tell the us, toys? Tell us about it, buddy. I got a pretty stinky eye from Mysterios over here. No, I'm withholding judgment until oh. I hear your whole oh. problem. That's oh, very that, ju- Thank you, you just Mysterious. Did. Very, <laughs> very open-minded of you, Mysterious. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, basically, I'm, I'm tired of Star Wars everything. You can go to the store and find Star Wars branded clothes, toys, video games. I understand that, right? That makes sense. Because, you know, the property appeals to kids and kids like to wear their superheroes and play with their toys. Awesome. Fine. Kids nope. who are 30. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No no problem with that, right? There's no problem there. And then there's the cereal. Okay. No problem with that either. I, I You know, I've had branded cereal all my life. The toys are fun. It makes sense. Sure. Okay. Fuck it. Toys, cereals. I get it. But then there's Star Wars condensed soup. There's Darth Vader's uh, yeah, spaghetti. C3PO's. Yeah. They're delicious. Oh, <laughs> fucking. Of course, you know, not only the brand, but the actual marketing slogan they use for What's it. the difference between that and alphabet soup other than the shapes? Are, you know what? Yeah. I'll let you say, yeah. I'll let you finish your problem. I, I agree I'm with sorry. that. I'm C3PO's, sorry. C3PO's. They're just fucking SpaghettiOs, man. They're just. Yeah. Pop- they're better. They're SpaghettiOs, but better. Uh, they found a way to make SpaghettiOs better. You're eating little adorable droids. No. You get to have little adventures in your soup. <laughs> of course. Okay, of course, you know, you course. know what? You got. I'll let you roll your problem. Yeah. I'll withhold judgment. No, no judgments. No, no judgments. See, Maddox yeah. is very. He's very protective of his soup. That's what you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there these Star Wars uh, stamps on my correspondence? <laughs> yeah. What about the little X-rated droid, R2-DP? <gasps> oh, Sean. I love that. So you can you can get Yoda branding if you prefer. There's Yoda-shaped pasta in high-sodium tomato and cheese sauce that they're literally shoving down our throats now, this fucking Star Wars merchandise. Have you ever had low-sodium soup? It tastes terrible. No, there's I, a reason they put so much sodium in all soup. There's the a only middle way to ground. Make it tastes good. No, there's a middle ground. It's it, like Coke. Yeah. Coke oh. a, a bottle of Coke is like 300, 400 calories, whatever it is. Like a, a bottle of Coke is like 300 calories, and it, it has like four, 30, 40 grams of sugar. I'm like, guys, why not just a little bit of sugar? You don't have to like fucking go ape shit with it. What a serious. What defend your high sodium soup? All I'm saying is there's <laughs> no difference between Star Wars soups. And non-Star Wars soups, they're all high-sodium soups. You can't yeah. throw Star Wars soups. It's not like they're putting midichlorians in there that have extra sodium. You're not going to get gout because you you ate so you ate some goddamn Yoda pasta. Yeah, the you, difference. You eat a lot of pasta, you're going to get. All right, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. Yeah, no judgments, right? No, no ju- judgments. No, ju- no judgments. Okay, so, so we still don't know what Asterius's opinion is on this uh, on this problem. So we'll we'll get to that. Then uh, there's the Darth Vader burger at fast food chains in France. Remember, remember the Burger King spooky Halloween burger with the black buns that made yeah, everyone's shit gross. turn green? Yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah. That's the exact same thing. Now it's rebranded as the Darth Vader burger at the Quick Chains in France. Le Quick. Uh, there's also the Jedi burger, which, according to ABC News, looks very much the same as a regular burger. <laughs> oh, that's it? It's just called a Jedi burger? <laughs> it's just called a Jedi burger. Here's what's on it. The burger has two beef patties, a slice of cheese, onions, mayo relish, and pickles. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Yoda pickles. They invented a new process oh. to brighten the pickles to look exactly like Yoda's wrinkly skin. Oh, wow, that's clever. They made pickles that look like scabs? No, that's just pickles always look like Yoda. They're just wrinkly t- fucking cucumbers. That's Are what they Yoda sh- is. In the shape of Yoda? No, they're just pickles. I mean, yeah, they could say, oh, another Yoda pickle. Well, I would like to eat a shape of Yoda pickle. That sounds fun. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you're going to start, if you're going to start limiting the way that fast food brands can experiment and brand with their food, you're here's what you're not going to get. Yeah. You're not going to get the the Baskin Robin Shrek Ogre Sunday. Good. Okay. You're not going to get Gandalf's Gobble Melt. You're not going to get all these wonderful <laughs> branded foods. That, why are you? You're trying to shut down burgers? Really? They're a, this is the biggest problem, problem in the universe? Serious, if you go on any other day of the year, you can just get the exact same Jedi burger. It has fucking onions and cheese on it. Uh, uh, what makes it Jedi? There's nothing yeah, Jedi about cares? it. It's fun. I want to order yeah. a Jedi burger. Okay. I want a Jedi yeah. burger all the time. If Good. it's the same thing, I don't, I'm buying the branding. Okay, I know. I'm trying to commune with this franchise I like by eating a hamburger. Oh. How does that hurt you? I'll tell you, it doesn't hurt me as serious. It hurts you. And I'll get to that well, in just a second. It obviously hurts him because it's a fast food burger. Let's yeah. start there. Uh, really? Yeah. You, and these kids, mm. these kids they're marketing to who don't know any better, drink eating these high sodium high sodium garbage. Year old kids. Yeah. Look, if you no. st- look, all I'm saying is if you start attacking <laughs> all I'm saying older than 30, if you start attacking branded foods, yeah. you're not gonna get Nintendo's, yeah. you're not gonna get uh Legend of Zelda cereals. Super oh, that Mario was a great Brothers cereal. cereal. You're yeah. not going to get Batman Returns cereal. Whoa. The legacy that Branded Foods has had in our lives has been as immense as it is wonderful. And if you start attacking <laughs> Star Wars branded food, you're attacking all branded food. That's true. That's true. Hashtag yes, all foods. What's wrong with you today? I'm going to get to it, Rasiris. I'm going to get to exactly. Get to it already. Well, it, what about I, the I'm Maddox branded hot this. sauce? Yeah, exactly. How is that any different? Guys, I'll tell you exactly how it's different. Oh, yeah, here we go. Let me go through. Let me go through this. There's still there's still more fun. Ten minute technical today. difficulty you're, break. You're gonna get you're gonna get to it. This is from Metro.co.uk. They're going through all the different like ridiculous Star Wars food items now, uh, <laughs> and there's one that actually makes sense here, but it's not this. It's there's there's a Chewbacca themed spice latte coffee mate creamer, a <laughs> coffee mate fucking creamer Chewbacca themed. Okay, is it brown? Just, huh? Is it brown? Yeah, it's, it just has Hazel Chewbacca's nut? face on it. Oh, no, it's a that? spiced latte. Would you rather there be no creamer. one's face on it? Yes. Then how are you having fun with your coffee? <laughs> no. Because it costs more. All this branding costs more, shitheads. It costs more. We're paying more for this branding. Where, They're paying where, for this where, branding. Where? Yeah. Yes, we are. Because no. they pay a licensing let me, fee. Let me tell you, you, you what Maddox wants oh. in his food. Okay. He wants it to be exactly like it is on TV. Where beer just has the word beer on it. Yep. All cereal is just white boxes that say cereal. You have no choice in anything. You walk into the store, they fill your card up for you, yep. and then you just walk out. Sounds like Cuban to me. That's not at all what I want. But the <laughs> the non-labeled branding, actually, I did think about doing that. I want to create a store with non-branded items. So, yeah, yep, you do see? come in. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fun. And you do have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is fun. I can't it, wait to eat cereal O's. <laughs> <laughs> drink milk branded milk. You, you can draw whatever you want on the box. You don't have, a, like, there's no place to draw on the boxes. On cereal. I don't have time. That's the fucking lie. I don't have time to make my own food creative. Uh, look, the other day, I bought a can of shaving cream that had Dennis Nedry's face on it. Oh, because Jurassic remember, Park? Yes, because remember how in Jurassic Park, yeah, Nedry yeah. stored the 
embryos in a can of Barbasol. Mm-hmm. Barbasol made like special, like, haha, there's dinosaurs hidden in here. Shaving oh, cream. Cool. And I was like, I'm buying this one. Hmm. Now I get to pretend I'm in Jurassic Park every time I shave. Uh-huh. Now every time I shave, <laughs> I pretend that I'm going to get covered in Dilophosaurus spit and die in a mud pit and have the embryos disappear until they're found in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, well, it'd be better if you pretended like you were a supporter of the show and went to <laughs> harrys.com slash biggest. <laughs> I'd say $5. <laughs> Look, I put Hold it. Like, here's what, here's if you want to pretend to live with dinosaurs, use promo code biggest <laughs> to save $5 <laughs> off your first purchase. Here, here, here is an actual Star Wars food-related product that I am 100% on board oh, with. Sure. This totally makes sense. There is a Pop-Tart with Han Solo frozen in carbonite made out of frosting. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, look at this That's picture. That's fun. Look at this picture. It's 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 kind of hard to tell, but I have I, it's Han Solo in frosting. Okay. Which is the only Star Wars food item that actually makes sense. That's that's fun and it's practical. You know, I get it. You that's have really that's high great. standards for your like marketing. Well, yeah, what about, Dar- what about Darth Taters? Oh, Luke Skywalkers. Or two fruit shoes. Stubaka, <laughs> Nia Num's chicken drums, Yoda soda, Yoda soda, Shock Tea's iced tea. Don't you drink or eat any of these things? <laughs> no, not salacious into- crumb cakes, oh. Lando's Flandos. What are you eating? Yeah, you know what? It's serious. Just normal food that isn't a pun of a Star Wars character. That's Anakin's it. Brannathans. <laughs> You're not eating these. Anyone can do these. Oh, uh, Death Star. Uh, okay, what? Uh, Obi Wan can Kobe <laughs> beef. You ma- nailed it. Yeah, great job, asshole. Obi Wan can Kobe beef medallions. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine's. How come you're not eating these foods? <laughs> oh, great. Awesome. What's wrong oh, with okay. you? How about uh, Ewoks Pewoks? Uh, they're just a can of peas with Ewoks on them. <laughs> Pewoks? Pewoks. It's yeah. not a food. It's not it's a food. Peas are foods. Peas are food. No, what you want to say, you probably want to say something like- uh, Wayne Brady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Che- Chewba- how about chewy caramel baka t- caramels? I already <laughs> said <laughs> stew baka, asshole. Stew- Chewbacca, stew baka. <laughs> I already stew-baca. said that. Oh, that sounds real hearty. <laughs> Listen to this, though. Um, then there's Star Wars cookie cutters. The Darth Vader cookie cutter makes it look like a little gingerbread girl. Look, I got a picture here. Look at this. This is in the corner, in the lower left-hand corner. There's a little Darth Vader. It looks like a gingerbread girl. Looks like Kathy. They don't yeah, look. You gotta decorate. You <laughs> gotta decorate like them with. You gotta decorate them with icing. You can't just pull a cookie. A, a gingerbread cookie kind of doesn't look like a gingerbread cookie until you put his little gingerbread buttons on him, his gingerbread bow tie, and his little gingerbread smile. <laughs> you need to stop with this problem now before I continue to humiliate okay. you. A serious, I teased this, right? Okay. I said, I'm going to tell you what the problem with, with this is, and it's going to hurt you, Asterios, and everybody who loves branded food and products, right? <laughs> there is some, there's, there's something called the Frozen Effect, and this is from Forbes.com from an article titled, When Disney Movies Merchandising is Too Much. And they talked about how Frozen merchandising accumulated $107.2 billion in retail sales. That's more than the GDP of Morocco, Slovakia, Ecuador, and the Dominican Republic. That's like saying, hey, Dominican Republic, you know all that product you've been producing domestically? Every single bottle of rum, all those bananas, tobacco, refined petroleum, and medical instruments? Like nothing. We spend money. We spend more money on shitty frozen merchandise than everything every single citizen in your country makes combined. You know what? what? Then maybe the Dominican Republic should fucking get off its ass and make some products (laughs) people want to buy. Okay, I'm sorry that we all like the snowman from Frozen. How about instead of making refined petroleum, they make Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru's pumpkin-flavored Dunkaroos? (laughs) Wedge Antilles' Aunt's Chili. 
Huh? Mon uh, Mothma's prawn cakes. Just get off your ass and do something. Yeah, make a pun-based food item. That's how you make New the real gun bucks. race bun tray. Get to work. <laughs> Fuck you, Mysterious. Senator Flanadala. General Grievous's Fettle encrusted eagleses. <laughs> get <laughs> off your ass and make something people want to buy. Mysterious, I don't even know where you're getting all this shit. Are you just rattling this these off? This is the food I eat every day. <laughs> do you, how can you not? Don't you guys eat Qui-Gon gin flavored pizza? No, it's just What's pizza. What's wrong with you people? I do. It's just pizza, Stereos. Oh, it's just fucking pizza with sausage on it. How about that, huh? I'm sorry, Sean. I hate you too now. I hate all of you guys. I don't even know why. I'm just disappointed in humanity and you guys I are represent. I don't know. I'm just mad at everything right now. Yeah. I need to take a I need to take a minute. Good. And while you're taking that minute, stew on this, Asterios. This is from the article. It says, Frozen seems to be too much of a good thing. It brought the understanding back to retailers that they can sell character licenses throughout the store, but was also seen as freezing out other attractive licenses because <laughs> retailers were too overwhelming in their support of Elsa and company at the expense of placing other licensed goods on the shelves. Now, you think, well, that's so, fine because the market determines what, what's popular, right? Yes. But the problem is Disney has purchased so much property they own marvel now they own star wars they own elsa uh-huh. they own all their other disney properties so if you are a creator whose property is owned and purchased by disney and you want to sell some of that merchandising disney and disney alone determines how much money you make because they determine what they're going to market and if they want to have a whitewash in the store of everything star wars or everything frozen too fucking bad. Now you can't buy any other merchandise for any other brand because Disney's determined that Frozen's number one. Use the internet. How is that a problem? Use the, use the internet. I just if you explained buy your shit. exactly if why. If you want to buy your Breaking Bad action figures, get, yeah. them, on, get them on Amazon. It, I mean, I mean, honestly, a lot. I, I know a thing or two about toy determination in the retail space because of my no surprise. Work. And it's um, <laughs> look, a lot of the shelving space is determined by the retailers themselves. Walmart, Target, some of the, these bigger brands actually have a really big say in what toys show up and what toys don't. Also, as a Disney stockholder, I want them to buy more and more as soon as Disney. Bought Star Wars, I'm like, I'm buying a lot of Disney stock. It's gone up 150%. It's fantastic. I hope Disney... It's a good move. I hope Disney ruins everything. Yeah, well, you guess what? They're ruining Star Wars. You're short-sighted. Here's why. With uh, They this, ruined Star Wars? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Well, we're get, we'll get would, to that. I might place the blame of ruining Star Wars on somebody else. This is uh, the, continued from the article. It says, with Frozen, we may now be seeing what Lima, it's a licensing industry merchandisers association, respondent called brand fatigue. Oversaturation of entertainment and celebrity properties was mentioned as a negative trend minimizing available shelf space for all, though Disney does not seem to be suffering. Now, here's what happens. When you start to see Star Wars shower heads in the shape of R2-D2 and Darth Vader, awesome shower heads. you're yeah, pretty cool. much past the hump of brand fatigue. And this is from Moz.com. It talks about why no one pays attention to your marketing. There's this article. So if you have too many messages on a medium, Right or the value provided is too low or infrequent to deserve attention. Like I can go to the dollar store right now and buy a twenty-four pack of Star Wars branded water bottles for a dollar. Yeah, that's a good that deal. Br- that brand association has been devalued to nothing because I'm buying exa- essentially. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so wait a minute. You, you give a shit. So now Why are you, you worried about, about their brand? Right, Why exactly. are you worried about... I'm not. I'm telling you how people like Asterius who like Star Wars merchandising, yeah. in the end, is going to nip you in the bud because they're they're how's, devaluing the brand by making it so cheap. But how's it going to nip him in the bud? Yeah, I get Star because Wars you water. you like this stuff. And Star Wars showerheads. You get it now, but you won't be able to in the future when well, it kills the brand. Yeah, but, but listen, what... 
the solution it's it's like yes this happens with licensed properties at some point the ninja turtles waned in popularity from the 80s yeah this is what happens gi joe gets less popular he-man gets less popular uh, it's definitely not because there's too well, much He-Man stuff. Empathy. It's because people grow, grow up. up. It's no. because yeah. the storytelling gets bad. Clearly they haven't, Dick. <laughs> Clearly they haven't grown up if they're still buying, uh, what's what's the Dunkaroos one? Uh, Uncle Owen and Ambrose, <laughs> pumpkin-flavored Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. <laughs> look, here's A what, lot look. of us do. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is Star Wars has been selling merchandise like, Really well for decades now. If your problem is you're worried that Star Wars, Wars is not mer- merchandising <laughs> enough, <laughs> the Star Wars merchandise will get worse. Look, don't worry, it's already. <laughs> I'm sure they yeah. got a couple guys at Disney trying to figure it out. Yeah, well, they'll fix this problem. You no, know, Disney right now. I mean, the the entertainment industry for movie and and TV is hurting really bad. I, most people outside of the industry don't know this, but like TV's, TV's essentially dead. Well, also whether it's good, good whether it's good or bad is is irrelevant. Right now, the industry is really hurting. So Disney, this is like one last hurrah as, as a big cash grab to merchandise as much as they possibly can for the Star Wars franchise. And I, I mean, if the movie comes out and is anything less than stellar, it will kill this brand, especially with how much merchandising there is. No, because but according, didn't they put three movies through that were dog shit and they still couldn't kill the brand? Yeah, th- yeah. That's- oh, I don't know that they were dog shit, Dick. <laughs> but listen to this uh this is the final point here it says the messaging can't be effectively tuned or controlled by the user when you have an oversaturation of a brand campaign that is so overwhelming that people get sick of it like i am now it becomes something that you resent after a while and then this is from marketingweek.com the biggest factor that's missing in all this stuff i think is authenticity and this isn't not they, – they didn't say this specifically with regards to Star Wars. They just said this with uh, with all brands. They said, with, with the research showing that extensive exposure to brand message is causing fatigue, creating authentic experiences for consumers should help refresh the interest. And that's why I said the Pop-Tart with the Han Solo Frozen and Carbonite is one of the few items on this list that is an authentic Star Wars brand because they are actually making it a non-trivial aspect of the product. It's not just – uh, slapping a logo on the side of a can, a can of soup that you can buy any other day and saying, oh, now it's a, a, a Star Wars, uh, wait, what was it, C-3PO's? C-3PO's. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, those are fun. Delicious though. soup yeah. for delicious people. I think that, um, <laughs> look, look, buddy, it, I could take a big dump on these Pop-Tarts too. It's like if anyone wants to be a contrarian and take a dump on something fun, they can do it. I can be like, well, Han Solo's a really cool character. He's a smuggler. He shot Greedo first. Doesn't it devalue him as a character to put him on a Pop-Tart? Why do I want to eat Han Solo? Isn't it weird that I'm eating my hero? If anything, I want to eat Jabba. Like, you can make some argument about all this shit. It's like, you look, I just think that everyone's excited about Star Wars and you're being a bit of a contrarian about it. Well, it seems like your argument is that it will devalue their brand and then Asterios won't have access to all these products anymore. Like, why do you give run, a shit about Disney's brands? I Because it doesn't just affect Disney. It affects a lot of things. Like it, it, this, this kind of oversaturation of brand... Uh, of brand marketing almost killed the video. In fact, it did kill the video uh, game industry. There we go, video game. In 1994, Atari? the okay. Atari. So when ET, the ET movie came out, Atari mm-hmm. decided that they this was going to be the biggest fucking movie, and they're going to make this game. And they pushed it through before it was yeah. finished and made this shitty product. And they decided that this game was going to be so popular that they 
they printed more cartridges of the game than there were systems to play it on. Yeah. And they, they people might buy two. They assumed <laughs> one yeah. for saving and yeah. one for, one for saving. Exactly. Exactly. Bonus episode. I always encourage people to buy two just in case. And you know, so, I don't know. I don't know how computers work. Yeah, Maybe yeah. something will happen in Dropbox. It might disappear forever. Yep. So, so the video game industry was killed by this oversaturation and this marketing, and to the point where it took a company like a juggernaut like Nintendo with their with their product to be able to resuscitate it. But that's potentially what could happen. Because here's the thing: I like I like the original three Star Wars movies, and uh, the prequels are awesome. They're the best movies, oh. and uh, I, <laughs> I <laughs> that's not surprising. <laughs> and I like these things. I act I genuinely do. But this oversaturation is going to kill the brand. And I'm telling you, you know what? I'm the the ghost of christmas future, future. and mm-hmm. i'm telling you what the future looks like and it's a star wars list future buddy and i wouldn't want to <laughs> live in that future either but i do i i kind of do yeah i know you shit. do yeah. that's the <laughs> yeah. problem i just say i'm it. annoyed by all these nerds waving their lightsabers yeah. around just say that don't I attack the branding i am, I am like, other fine. people's I'm excitement bothers me and yeah, confuses me true. i don't like that it's all those nerds are happy well, you, i'm unhappy how come they're not unhappy let me complain about it no it's too much man every time a like, game of thrones comes around every idiot on facebook and their analysis of the last night's episode blah, 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 i just tune it out i'm like oh i'm yeah, gonna that's, that's that's how we do. bond with each other as yeah. human oh, beings <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Oh, we, we talk about things that are going on and yeah. stuff we like yeah, it's, and it's, we eat that stuff too, too we want it in our bodies sure so yeah. it can be a part of us they make star like some some uh, it's some, brandedly it, delicious <laughs> this person it's not an official branded product but there's a guy i think an artist in hungary who made star wars uh star wars themed dildos so you can fuck yourself with star wars too now go ahead dick fuck yourself <laughs> hey uh but you know when you don't want to get fucked is on the price of your razors that's, that's right? true this episode is brought to you by harry's <laughs> use promo code biggest problem to save five dollars off your first purchase look the holidays are coming up this holiday season harry's has something for every guy out there whether it's a secret santa gift for your office you know about those you know what secret santas are where you get everybody a, a present and it's a huge pain in the ass because you don't want to spend too much money but you don't want to look cheap exactly right yeah. you get their ass a nice harry's holiday set for 15 bucks save five dollars when you use our promo code right do they have a harry's phaser razors star wars themed razors Ugh. No, because they're so. a great company that cares about your shave. They don't yeah. care about branding. They do, however, no have, a, have a great holiday pack. Asterios, I want you to look at this. Tell me. This is the Harry's holiday kit. Well, let me take a look at this. I want to give this to you because oh, you look like shit. You. No <laughs> I feel like shit. No one's going to tell you that, but you got it. You need a nice shave. Oh you guys can't make you feel better about yourself. Okay. You guys can't see this. Asterios came from a, a night of heavy drinking at a bowling alley. He and was, heavy pot smoking. Oh, heavy pot smoking. At, a, at the bowling alley after party. All right, so I'm seeing a daily face wash. I haven't washed my face in a few days. I think my face could probably use the power of cooling peppermint and eucalyptus to gently exfoliate all the Star Wars cereal off my cheeks and lips. All is a little aggressive. I don't know. I mean, it might take a couple of sessions. Here, oh, okay, and so here we go. We, oh, all right, so this Harry's razor comes with this nice, cool little blade, kind of like a Mont Blanc pen. Now, serious. No, I want true. you to hold oh. that right. Like, oh, it's feel, heavy, like it's right? almost like, gold, a like gun. C3PO. It's gold like C three PO, but it's almost heavy like sort of Han Solo's blast tech oh, blaster pistol. That's true. Oh, this is not real power. Not to it. Disney is not paying us for this for this <laughs> free product placement. We're not. We're not getting paid by Disney. I'm seeing one, two, five blades. Yeah. Is it how many it has? Yeah, I'm counting them right now. There's five blades, blades on this guy. That's great. That, you know what? It, they could do with three. 
with that with the, with the quality of those. But now, imagine you telling all these companies how to run their businesses today. Yeah. Disney, this is how you should do marketing. A billion dollar marketing initiative. It's, Harry's, it's a, you got too many blades in the razor. No, you I you should I, be a consultant. I like I like the number of blades. I think it's a perfect razor. The way and then you, the everyone way should do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, visit Harry's.com and use promo code Biggest Problem. Save five dollars off your first purchase. So thank you for supporting us, guys. Thank you to Harry's for supporting the show. Awesome. All right. Asterius, you uh, you have a problem? Yeah, and you know what? I think we can probably go through mine real quick because it's. Uh, I don't think we're going to argue about this too much. Um, I don't... <laughs> what show are you on, buddy? We had, entire, <laughs> we had an entire episode arguing about apples. Okay, well, but look, apples are one thing. I don't think anyone in this room thinks the prequels are awesome. And my problem is prequel apologists. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars apologies. prequel apologists. Yeah. Mm. Be- uh, I suppose the Godfather prequel was even better than the original. So let's not say all prequels <laughs> are bad. Um, there's an easy way to get hits now on the internet. It's yep. to put out a think piece or a podcast that's like, let's take a second look at the prequels. Let's reconsider the prequels. Yeah. There's this article on the AV Club. I. It's called... The Star Wars prequels don't deserve your hatred. And it came out a month ago. I see this every day on Facebook. I, I've only clicked on it now for the purpose of this podcast. Because every time I see that headline, I'm like, that's fucking clickbait. I hate that yeah. annoying clickbait bullshit. Right. And it's just like people, comedians have made a lot of money shitting on the prequels for decades. I mean, the first one came out 15 years ago because they're bad movies. And so there's no more money to be made in it. So all these fucking think piece blogger, gotta get hits assholes are writing like, Ooh, let's reconsider oh, yeah. in many ways. Like, isn't this unrestrained genius kind of interesting and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's just, it just annoys. What me. are their points? Cause I hate like, uh, mm-hmm. I'll listen to the Mr. Plankett reviews. Yeah. Stuff. I listen to those red letter uh, media. Critique. Well, yeah. do you know, have you ever heard his reviews of the of the prequels, yes, they're like an hour and a half long for each movie. They're so and for good. some reason they're so satisfying. I'll just yeah. listen to them on a loop all day. The first time I saw his reviews, uh, I recommend everyone go check out Red Letter Media's Star Wars reviews of the original three movies. I saw that, that he did. He went in in depth reviewing each movie. And each each one of these videos is like an hour and a half long. And I oh, thought, yeah, that's great. there's no fucking way I'm going to watch this shit. Yeah. And then I watched a few minutes and I ended up watching all three. And they were so satisfying because he really breaks down everything wrong with that movie. And one of the big things, Asterios, back, you know, back to the branding thing, yeah. is, is uh, his criticism of the original three, the prequels, was that uh, George Lucas let the outside world seep into the Star Wars universe. So Darth Vader was originally not a main character, not a very big character in the original three movies. And because he became so popular after the movie, George Lucas retroactively made the movies about Darth Vader. And that kind of seeped into the universe. That's where that branding also hurt the actual franchise. I'm not going to, I wouldn't blame the branding on that because between <laughs> Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, People were like, oh, we like this Darth Vader guy. Yeah, in Star Wars, he's like the muscle. He's the enforcer. Like um, like in Plinkett in the Red Letter Media Reviews, Mike Stacosla calls him like an, like an SS asshole would be for the Nazis. Just yeah. a guy that does the dirty business of the Empire. Right. But it, after Star Wars, people were like, this Darth Vader guy is pretty fucking cool. So in Empire – He's the main bad guy now. The, he's not. He's not answering to General Veers, or he's not answering to Admiral. Um, I forget the name. Of the, I forget the name of the admiral. He's like choking these motherfuckers out left and right yeah. in Empire, and then obviously in Return of the Jedi, which is not as good of a movie. He, you know, he's the, uh, you know, he's the Emperor's hand. Mm. You know, he's when sent is he to- Luke's dad? 
Because that was obviously thought of afterwards. Oh, yeah. He's definitely not Luke's dad in the first movie. Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. So, so yeah. uh, serious, right now, everything you're doing is, are, are you defending the prequels? No. Like, how I, is that? No, those are the originals. How does that sound like that at all? Because, because uh, the criticism of the prequels is that George Lucas let the outside universe of these this uh, Darth Vader hysteria seep into the the story and made it more about Darth Vader. Well, but the but the thing is, you could make a compelling story about Anakin Skywalker. He just didn't do that. Yeah. The problem with the prequels isn't that they decided to focus on Anakin Skywalker. The problem is that they're that it's bad storytelling. Like you could do any you could like you know you can give me like something that Bob Odenkirk says is like hand me the script of Casablanca and watch me turn it into a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Like you can ruin any, you can ruin any story. Not, not Mad Max. Cause there is no story. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's the best, man. That was the best. hundred, hundred out of five stars. I still like well, that. Look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you, but, um, but uh, yeah. So, so here's someone from the AV club. Uh, here's a line quote. They're far better, far more fun space operas than their damaged reputation suggests space for that operas? matter. I mean, they are they, space they call, operas, yeah. but because it's like soap operas, but in space. Oh. Like Star Trek was a space opera. Right. Uh, Star Wars, it's considered a space opera. Babylon it's, Five. Babylon oh. Five is the biggest space opera. Battlestar um, Galactica, whoa. a huge space opera. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's a lot of sex and relationship shit and people talking. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, this this article also says, for that matter, they're also better written than they're given credit for, and it's like, no, they're not. No, these are bad movies. And if you like them, it's because you were 12 when they came out and you liked being a kid. Yeah. And so, okay, look, I'm not going to say The Goonies is amazing. I like The Goonies. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like just write your fucking blog piece about that, bloggers. Just go, yeah, I was 11 and I wasn't that judgmental of the media I consumed. And okay, yeah, I guess I like it. I guess I like it a little more than an adult who saw it. Just- I had a friend who was my age still who kind of liked them and it really made me lose, less in my opinion of him. Yeah, really? just what, because he liked the prequels. Was what like, was hmm. his reasoning? Like, what did he say? I think he just liked lightsabers. I well, that's the thing. I worked with this guy at uh, at my old job who is uh, as fanatical as a Star Wars fan gets. You know those guys on TV. I didn't realize this about him at the time, but I was I was kind of uh, I made an offhanded comment one day about how there are these really fanatical Star Wars fans who have entire. Uh, rooms of their houses dedicated to the action figures and they mm-hmm. just have like it's just like a storeroom for action figures yeah. and he got really defensive he goes what's wrong with that and i i, I thought well it's weird it's yeah it's, it's super weird yeah. and also it's like kind of creepy and then i found out that he was one of these guys and that he he rented this uh this apartment um that he didn't live in it was oh, a separate no. apartment in a different state that he had just filled with oh, Star Wars action figures. And he had, friends, I think, man. He had, <laughs> he had two Corn or three and porn <laughs> apartments for their action figures that he probably housed his real doll in as well when people weren't looking. That I don't put, know. That he put Yaddle's face on. Now, uh, Yaddle is the female Yoda, oh, by thank the way. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Asterios. Um, no, he, so he had all these action figures and he had, I think, two or three of every single one, one to open and play with. And one to oh. one to keep forever, and then one to sell or trade. So he had like three of every single one. And there's this huge like subculture of these people who go around doing this. And he was a huge def- a defender of the prequels. He was a huge prequel apologist. How would he play with them? Like he would open it pew, up to pew, play. Pew, put him on he, that mate's window. Pew pew. I mean, he'd put him up on his uh, desk at work as as decoration. Sometimes I I didn't. I think I Talk saw him. I saw him like carrying one around one time, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's kind of weird. In but his, he was in a huge his back pocket next to his slingshot. <laughs> no, it was it was not like that. It was like almost like a fanaticism. And this is what where I'm talking like about like a rosary. 
um I don't know if he I don't know if he worshipped them, but uh he okay. did carry them around a lot. And I to put this, in his butt. Yeah. This yeah. <laughs> this this goes back to last week's problem, the inability to disconfirm. These are people who are such fans of the franchise oh, yeah. that they cannot disconfirm their belief that the, the the entire franchise is good and nothing that comes out of it is bad. Yeah, well, because it because you don't want to believe that it could that the thing you like could possibly be bad. It's it's sort of why people stay with shitty like spouses or girlfriends right. or boyfriend because you're like, well, I've put in all this time. Like I would hate for all that time to be wasted. It's the it's the sunk cost fallacy. The sunk cost fallacy exactly. Yeah. It's, it's why a gambler mm-hmm. keeps gambling. Yeah, it's like. I will see. I can kind of relate. I remember being seventeen and walking out of Star Wars Episode One and going like, "I think that was good." Like, I think I liked it. Star Wars One with the kid. Yeah. Well, just because I was a teenager and it had not occurred to me that Star Wars could be bad. Uh, like that was yeah. that was the farthest thing from my mind. So so I kept having to come up with ways where I was like, I guess I like that. Yeah. I guess I like that scene. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like when someone's like losing their religion. Like at first, like, well, that's weird. No, but Jesus said this. Ah, but that's weird. It's like yeah. it's a slow descent into like into realizing, like, oh no, I've been lied so to. So when was the moment that you decided there was no George Lucas? <laughs> Don't tell me that. Um, I how what was the progression of like I, as a fan? Because uh, well, I saw the first no. one, I was like, this dog. Sh-. Like the first. 10 yeah, minutes, like, oh, this is horseshit. Yeah, you're smarter than me. Or, like, not smarter, I just don't have a fanatic devotion yeah. to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I just, I went, I went nuts for it. I mean, I'll tell you, honestly, one of the big things that's kind of helped me, uh, because for a while I just ignored the prequels. I was like, I don't like them, I don't know why, whatever. I'll just, like, they didn't bother me until I saw the Plinkett reviews, uh, you know, at redlettermedia.com, and he dissected, mm-hmm. like, from a filmic perspective, why these movies are bad, these characters have no motivations, this plot makes no sense, and after that, I was like, I'm super mad. Like, now I get uh, it. Okay. It's like he unlocked the mystery of why they were so yeah. terrible. Okay. He, he really went in depth. You know, I'll tell you the exact moment that happened for me when I became disillusioned with the franchise is the first time I saw, like, um, I, it was the, the prequel movies. I got early tickets. I, w- I went opening night, and yeah. I'm going opening oh night for this God. new movie, too. Really? Oh, absolutely. You guys are both huge Star Wars fans. I'm a fan of the, of the franchise. I like the original three movies, but then w- this is the moment. You sound so, like it. So there's the Grievous, uh, who's the general? General the, Grievous. Grievous. General Dracula. Grievous. Dracula. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no. Who are <laughs> Robo the, the, the Dracula. First, the first two guys with the Asian accents. The, the, the Nemoidians. Nemoidians, How yeah. Did, yeah. Which guys? How did they sound? Like a really <laughs> racist, like they kind do. of not racist, but like a very stereotypical Asian accent. They're like, supposed to be like the Japanese powers in World War II. Like that's how yeah. they go. Like like they essentially made this guy like Hirohito. Like that's absolutely true. So I heard uh-huh. that and I'm like, oh, this is Newt Gunray. Newt Gunray. That's yeah. By the way, which is Newt Gunray, that's Newt Gingrich, and Gunray is Reagan backwards. Oh. That's George Lucas taking a pot shot at your conservative heroes. Yeah. Um, How'd that work out for him? And, and, he, and there was stumped. <laughs> and there was another one too. He used he intentionally gave the line, um, uh, "Only Sith Lords see things in absolutes." Yeah, and, and that was a, like, a pot shot at George W. Bush at the time because George W. Bush, after nine eleven, came out and said, "You're either with us or against us." This like black and white, good or bad, old west uh, uh, point of view. And yeah. George, George Lucas took a pot shot at, at George W. Bush at the third movie too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, the moment I'm I became say, I, and it didn't work out that well for no. him. <laughs> the actual <laughs> the actual moment that I became disillusioned with the franchise though. And this was like a shocking thing for me is when I first saw Jar Jar Binks on screen. Everyone yeah. in the theater like became quiet and we looked around and everyone's like wow. looking at each other. Yeah, we were like, is this 
really happening? Is this what this franchise has become? This is this is an actual thing I'm supposed to consume as part of my media of this entire rich franchise yeah. where there's all these great puppets and creatures and this rich diversity. Now we got fucking Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And this is how bad the Star Wars apologists have gotten Mysterios. Now there's this article oh, yeah. floating around on the internet about how they're, they're trying to, like, fix the prequels retroactively by saying, oh, well, Jar Jar is actually a really clever character because he's actually a Sith Lord. And there's all these theories. What? Yeah, there are all these oh, fucking God. theories where people spend hours of their lives dissecting these movies and trying to retroactively justify Jar Jar Binks as a character in this universe. Here's this um, YouTube video by, I think it's uh, Vincent H. It says, is Jar Jar a Sith? Crazy theory might be true. And then there's, like, <laughs> might be, <laughs> it might be, be true. true. I better click. Yeah. Then there's another one by Shatana Studios, the exact same thing. They just ripped it off. There's one, uh, Jar Jar Binks is an evil Sith mastermind theory. Another one by Dash Star. There's another one on Crack.com, why Jar Jar Binks is more evil than you ever know. Yeah, it's all these, like, clickbaity oh, click things. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's a little excerpt from, uh, from the Jar Jar Binks theory. Listen to this. You may have heard already about the theory that's blowing up around the internet right oh my God. now about how Jar Jar Binks may actually be a Sith Master. So I decided to make this video to explain every single detail for you. So here it is. This is the completely airtight, absolutely foolproof case for why Jar Jar Binks is the most powerful Sith Master in the universe. And for why Kelly First should all, let me go to the prom with her. <laughs> Number one, I'm cool. How do you guys feel when listening to this? I, do you I, feel like I want to? Uh, I want to give this guy a swirly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Are you kidding? Do, do you right. feel any camaraderie with him at all? Like, do you no. identify no. with what he's saying at no, all? Lord, no, oh. because he's okay. just trying to make a buck off this dumb Jar Jar thing. Oh, I don't know. That's uh, cynical. I think he sounds genuine in all this right. retarded video he's made. <laughs> Oh, Don't it goes you? on, Doesn't man. it sound genuine to well, you? I'll listen to him. You know, let's find out. It's an eight-minute long. We're not gonna listen to the whole thing. Oh, but thank listen, God. He just goes like, listen to his voice and cadence and how like it's almost conspiratorial. Listen to this and then go listen to like <laughs> it's any the of the nine eleven of a pedo smile. Uh, yeah, it does sound like <laughs> yeah. that. It absolutely does. It sounds like a guy I would say, okay, cool, and then turn around and go, hey, uh, don't let any of the kids go near that guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, this this video goes on, man. He just, like, uh, rants about this. Um, yeah, listen to the cadence. It's almost exactly like those 9-11 truther videos. Yeah. yeah. L- l- listen to the conspiratorial tone. Jar Jar executes a 20-foot twisting somersault through the air (laughs) that if performed by any other character, you would assume they were either a Jedi or a Sith. As we know, the Jedi themselves are inspired by Shaolin monks. As we know. The convincing theory is that Jar Jar is based off of another traditional martial arts discipline called Zi Quan. Jar Jar almost single. Anyway, it just goes on, man. Oh, man. It just goes Isis on. Isis is right. <laughs> we got to be wiped off of the face of the earth I, if this is what we're doing. Yeah, I know. There's so many times when, like, there's like so, I get yeah. it. I get it. Exactly. I get it. Radicalize me right now. This is why they hate us. Send me the send me the yeah. bomb. I'll take this guy out. Anyway, uh-huh. good problem, mysterious prequel apologists. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're all tired of them. Yeah. And that video, by the way, has 2 million views in one month. And every other copycat video also has, like, at least 100 or 200,000 views. What's the problem with them, though, Hysterios? Why do you with hate the them prequels? so much? With, no, with the, with the people who apologize for Be- them. Because I honestly, I don't think it's genuine. I think it's just a pose. I think it's a way to get some content out in the month before Star Wars comes out. Mm, because yeah. no one's going to click on, here's why the prequels are bad. Because at this point, we've had... Oh, I mean, the first, the, you know, uh, episode one came out in 1999. It's it's 2015. We've had 16 years to know why it's bad. So now they got to come up with why it's good. 
Yeah. And that's the only reason they're doing it. It's a mm. way to capitalize on the upcoming Star Wars movie. Anyway, hope you guys appreciated <laughs> this Star Wars themed episode brought to you by The Biggest Problem. Dick, I don't talk about my, Star Wars anyway. Here's my problem. What's your problem, Dick? Geriatric action heroes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why is that a problem, what is, Dick? What is, what is the feeling that you got when you saw Han Solo lumbering out of the Millennium Falcon in the commercial? Yeah. I, I you mean I, sadness? I heard cringy. In yeah. my heart, I'm like, oh, please. Please God, don't let him go on an adventure. He's gonna yeah. break. His, he's gonna hurt himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, what? What universe is the, is is a? Is there no router that needs to be reset on the Millennium Falcon? By the way, because that will stump a seventy-year-old for sure all day. It's because the hyperdrive to- <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah, Dad, you gotta unplug it and, and plug it back in. We've gone over this a hundred times, Han Solo. Pull the plug, plug it back in. I would pay to see that scene. It's because they're trying to sell Millennium uh, Millennium Centrum to, what? to <laughs> Millennial Centrum to uh, to old people. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. trying to sell no. Star Wars themed adult diapers. Adult yeah. diapers. Uh, uh, blue milk of magnesia. Yeah. Is that nice. A thing? Yes, yeah. that's great. And <laughs> and who made the oatmeal so fucking spicy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I hope there's no steel re- cut, rebel. lightsaber cut, oh, lightsaber sorry. cut oatmeal. Yeah. There's right. no uh, rebelling that needs to be done after like nine thirty, because that's when no, he's, he's going to be go kind of or dancing with the dancing with the hollow stars is, is going to be on. Yeah, right. And dancing and, with the Sith. Him and Chewie are going to be watching that in their recliners, uh, ranting about which judge they hate. Yeah, and then talking about how hot the girls are, and then falling asleep before the show ends. Yeah, I I hope that a blaster is harder to lose than glasses, (laughs) (laughs) which which my dad has lost three pair in one week. It's like it's like uh, your your glasses are on your forehead and your blasters in your holster, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, we gotta thanks, go. Honey. We gotta go blow up the Death Star. Where's Han Solo's blaster? <laughs> Fucking lost it again. Why is a seventy-three-year-old man on this adventure with us? We gotta give him a blaster chain that we clip to his pants, yeah. so he can't so he doesn't leave his blaster <laughs> at, at the hyperspace Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. In the clip, there's a commercial where he goes, oh, yeah, you, the, all the stories are true. It's true. It's all true. Yeah. It's all yeah. true. Uh, you would have been telling them all day, every day. To on, everyone. To everyone. You'd be telling them 10 times a day, eight days a week, until the sun exploded. That, that everyone would know these stories. Yeah, or until the sun crusher artificially blew up a sun early with hyperspace proton torpedoes. Nerd, nerd. I'm I got a stats, I got a stats for you. I got a stats for you. The average age... Of an action hero today, let me see, 40, 48. Oh, that's bad. 48, 10 years ago, it was 35 and a half. It's yeah. Stallone, it's Bruce Willis, it's yeah. all of these geriatric fucks who shove themselves down. You want to talk about shoving down our face? Why, why did they only put these guys, these old assholes, in these roles? Because, because honestly, because kind of like to go back to something that Maddox said before, it's like, Hollywood's making less money. They're less willing to take a risk on a new face. Right. They would rather, they would rather kind of do a limited budget Stallone movie because they'll be like, well, at least people know who he is, than try to build a new star. It's fear. You know what? That's that's the easy answer. Okay. And that might be right. <laughs> but this is this is see, I that occurred to me right okay. off the top. Like, okay, that could be it. It's a safe. They're bet. bankable. However, costs a lot. It costs a lot to pay those guys. Not they anymore. Can cram- well, okay. This is a this is an alternate theory. 
maybe everyone <laughs> needs a dad. Maybe everyone oh. in society needs a dad. That's alternate theory number two. But I don't know. I don't kind of buy. Well, I don't buy that one. Alternate alternate theory number three. You're appealing to multiple market segments because old people. Because like, look, my dad saw Rocky in the '70s when it came out. So like, maybe they think that my dad will go see Creed and a young kid who's into Michael B. Jordan go see Creed. Like, maybe they're maybe it's it's multiple quadrant marketing. It's old people porn. It's baby that's boomer what porn. It, that's, that's the result it of it. The result of it is, is like, I can still get my dick hard. These yeah. fucking baby boomers have midlife crises yeah. every 40 seconds. And they constantly need to be told that they're still worth something. You still something. got it. You still got it. These kids don't know how to punch like you do at 70. Here's some cortisol shots. You're going to need them to walk into the theater. Yeah, man. The, the uh, 60s never ended. Incense, peppermint, snatter, da da Yeah. He's absolutely, you know what? You're absolutely right oh, about that. Oh, they need it. Yeah, they need it. Of course they do. One of the saddest things I've ever seen is the the... Draped leather skin, oh. leathery skin on Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in, in Expendables. Hold two. on, I got a, I got a great <laughs> he looks picture like a for cro- you. He looks like a like a fucked up crocodile. I yeah. read a thing like, like, <laughs> like Leatherface was trying to make a, a full body suit, <laughs> exactly <laughs> made out of like old Arnold Schwarzenegger that stayed out in the sun too long. <laughs> I read a piece about how empowering it was that Sylvester Stallone was still doing Rocky movies while I was doing research for this, and they said, "Wow, even at even at whatever sixty something, his physique." Still looks great. So I pulled up the, the rock, the shots of Rocky. This was Rocky in the eighties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it looks and pretty great, right? I yeah. want to be that guy. If nice I was a tight. chick, I'd want to fuck me, right? Yeah. Here's uh, here's the Rocky they're talking about, who still looks great. Holy oh, shit! Oh man, that looks like a bag of smashed potatoes. It looks like yeah. the ghost of Christmas AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to me that these old men are doing this, and that other other old men are encouraging it. We yeah. can, men as a whole get blamed, like that age gap shit, where it's like, oh, Tom Cruise is uh, trying to bang, like, a, a chick in a movie who's 25 years younger than him. No I, shit. I, I don't want to see that either, okay? N- no, I don't want to see Tom Cruise's stapled ass trying to plow Emily Blunt, a young, nubile female. But Do you want to see that? Counterpoint to that, I want to think that I could bang people in yeah. their mid-20s until I die, and if the media tells me it's possible, I'll consume that media. Because really? I don't. Because I'm Correct. afraid of you. Both want to see that? Look, look. I hey, love that I, fantasy. Look. Why? Buddy, I'm telling you why this works. I'm not saying it's correct. Yeah. I'm just saying you can see. You can see why. You would want to go watch a movie where you're sitting in the audience, you're some fat fuck shoving popcorn in your mouth, being like, my dick still works. I can still pork you on <laughs> As a old man, yes, but not as a 30-something year old. I'm just I, I'm just explaining the appeal of it. I'm out there's two there's two things that go into that. There's that uh, study they did recently where they looked at the median age of men women are attracted to. And it correlates directly, like linearly with their age. A 35-year-old woman is attracted to a 35-year-old man, more or less, like give or, give or take three or four years. Yeah. Men, all the way across the board, up until like 70, all attracted to the age of 21. And I think that, you know, the uh, the reason is probably has more to do with our uh, biology because well, we're— Because they've never dated one. We, <laughs> that's the real reason. Well, just—we're just, just uh, we're talking about physical attraction. The, I think it has more to do with our biology because they are the most fertile. And as a species, are, we, are, we exist to propagate. Uh, so you want to, have, you want to have sex with the most fertile type of person. 
Uh, and uh, and men, unfortunately, uh, for for women, don't have that stigma associated with them that because they can reproduce forever. So you know how old Bruce Willis was in Die Hard? Oh no! Oh, in the first one, what yeah. was he? It was after Moonlight. I mean, he was 31, 33. A yeah. normal age. A normal age yeah. for a guy to be running around fighting terrorists. How old, was he, how old was he in Die Hard 4 when they went 300. to Russia? <laughs> <laughs> the Rock, Nicolas Cage. 32. Also, so imagine The Rock with no Nicolas Cage, just Sean Connery. That's what all action movies are now. Oh, God, you're these right. These disgusting old men. We're watching these old guys in Hollywood give a hand job. To our dads. Like, you're, st- <laughs> you're still worth something. You could still do it like these young guys. I don't know. I, my dad doesn't watch anything. Uh, he's just like a dinosaur. He doesn't listen to anything. He doesn't watch anything except occasionally the news or boxing. And that's it. Uh, so, Dick, as someone who has like more of a normal dad, would your dad watch this stuff and like, you know, would it appeal to him? Is it is he the target demo for this? Cause yeah, I, does he, when I'm he not goes sure. Like, Spectre or- well, it's even... Uh, yeah, I think he has. I think he did see Spectre. Because yeah, how old's it, Daniel Craig? I'm, isn't Daniel Craig in his late forties? Does he bang Too like a twenty-two year old girl? Old. Doesn't he bang like a girl half his age in Spectre? Probably. Because the joke in Spectre was it was like James Bond is what saving his own daughter. Like why is he with this super young girl? Here's something else I found. Speaking because so my dad's the kind of guy who can never sit still. Like he's always always running, hiking, all, doing all these crazy sweaty things. Wow. You know, for who who knows why? Um, the the average age of an Ironman competitor is 43 and a half. And runners running the London Marathon in their 40s finish a minute faster than runners in their 20s. Wow. So these these old guys have this some kind of like weird fixation yeah. on virility. Yeah. That I don't think I'll never die. I don't think we have. No. Because oh, no. they God, had no. some heyday in the 70s yeah. that they're always trying to relive. And we never had a heyday. We've never yeah. I've never been happy one day in my life. Me neither. <laughs> no. So there's gonna be nothing in 30 years, there's gonna be nothing to relive. I just want to be in front of a bigger computer 20 years from now. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, let me say this though about these Star Wars movies, which again I haven't seen. I don't even have my ticket to Star Wars Seven yet. Really, I I do. <laughs> I know you do. If you have an extra, I'll take it. I'm just oh, I just didn't yeah, want to have to fight the crowds. I'm like I'll see it on Sunday, just because I was burnt by the prequels. I don't want to yeah. get I don't want to like get myself excited again. Dude, I got D box seats, and I can uh, I, I got an extra seat, uh, ticket. For I'll you buy too. it off you. All right, All right cool, we're yeah. going together. We're done, All right, excellent. Done. But um, but but here's what I'll say. At least in Star <laughs> they Wars, just executed the most lame high five. Yeah, I've yeah, I told you. Seen in my we're nerds. Yeah, that I was know. a force high five. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not you gonna pretend go I'm like not that. a fucking no nerd. Touch. Yeah. Um. Here's what I'll say though. At least, hopefully, at least in Star Wars movies, it'll be like, yeah, Han Solo is like a general, and Princess Leia is a general, and Luke Skywalker is an old Jedi master, and and hopefully, because it's like what the Star Wars movies did. The new one is the trailer is all about these three super young characters: Poe Dameron, Ray, and Finn. Like nerd, these like nerd. young, cool characters and i'm just hoping Why are they cool they don't ever say anything i yeah. don't know they seem cool to me poe dameron's an x-wing pilot that's intrinsically cool who's Ra- wait which one is that poe dameron i think he's the uh he's like iranian he's the middle eastern x-wing pilot oh, okay and he wouldn't uh, be allowed in america no he certainly but he could fly in with he could yeah. hyper jump into america prove he deserves it um <laughs> america's a privilege all don't you two forget that take this privilege for granted <laughs> sure. all i'm saying is uh all i'm saying is that uh because it's like you, you look at a movie like um, fucking Indiana Jones. That's awful, way awful. worse to me because you're making Harrison Ford the action star. Like hopefully in these new movies, he'll just be a supporting character. He'll give some good advice. 
Yeah, well, you, you know, uh, there might be two things going on with that. Like, they could easily cast one of these old guys, uh, Dick, in, in one of these movies to pass the baton on to a younger dude. And I think they've tried that. But uh, the problem is that I think egos get involved. Because Sylvester yeah. Stallone's not going to be like, yeah. he's not going to do a movie that's going to end his franchise of Rocky and pass the baton. Although they tried well, he to do did, that. He just did with Creed. It's it's like now he's the Mickey. Yeah. Oh, and, is he? Yeah, I, I mean, that's one of the examples of it working. It's some th- There's a term, I forget who coined but it's called a legacy sequel, which is a sequel in which you pass your legacy on to someone else. But it's very rare that it works. Like in Creed, apparently that's that's the most successful Rocky movie of all time from a financial perspective. But um, but you look at again, uh, Indiana Jones four, he tries to pass the baton on to Mutt Williams, yeah, and it absolutely doesn't work because no. his ego gets in the way. Or in um, Die Hard four, it's him and his son running around Russia. Yeah, that's and true. And they try to pass the baton off. He's like, you're the new McLean. And no one... No. So, it, it no, I don't either. need yeah. my action hero to have his fucking dad along on the adventure. Yeah, I know. That's it. Yeah, I know. I know. You're not going to hear any argument from me. Yeah. It's like a fishing trip with explosions. It's old guy porn, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, watching, we're watching porn for old, old men. Vote up non-porn porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, good problem, Dick. So, uh, would you say that this uh, this applies to the new Star Wars franchise? Because the, the Harrison Ford is yeah, in it. And he, all it is is Han Solo. And didn't he break his hip or something? Yes, like yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, every time I see an old man on a movie, I'm worried. I know he's gonna hurt himself. He hurt himself. He was know. out for six. He was out for seven weeks because he fucking hurt himself on the set of Star Wars. Him. Old men are like toddlers. Like they start <laughs> as toddlers, they're running around hurting themselves. Then they go through life. They have a job. They have a career and everything. They hit sixty. They become toddlers again. And they're running around like crazy trying to hurt themselves. But can you imagine us in our 70s and our sons trying to take our car keys away from us and us just being like, get out of my fucking house. I will drive. <laughs> I will drive. I will die in my car. It's like I could male stubbornness never dies. Oh no. My that's what happened to my dad. My dad, uh he, my dad is what he's like 86, 87 years old now. And and uh, the doctor's like, you can't you can't drive anymore, man. Like like the last few times I rode with my dad, like I'm not a I'm not a worry wart when I when uh when I'm driving with someone. My mom screams at everything. And then uh, this is like the first time I, I was like, uh, yeah, dad, uh, maybe you want to drift back into the lane you're supposed to be. You're like driving towards traffic in their lane. Uh, you, I'm you trying probably- to Tokyo drift, son. Yep. Shut up. Oh, and he was so pissed when we when we took the key. He's yeah. like, you will not take the key away. And he's like walking yeah. everywhere, being a real rebel. It's like a drunk girl <laughs> who won't let you have her keys because no. she thinks that you're like trying to step on her privilege or something. It's like, just give me the fucking keys, Julie. You're going to die. Yeah. That's going to be Han Solo and Boba Fett cruising around the galaxy, running into planets because they're too fucking old to be in a movie. And they're old Cadillac X-Wing. Yeah. But just imagine like, imagine With like- With the feelers on the side to knock on the asteroid. Yeah, yeah. With the little antennas coming out the side of the wheels. Just imagine Han Solo behind the controls of the Falcon going like, pew, pew, come on, Chewie. And then you look up and it's like autopilot on. And it's like, just let dad think he's driving. Yeah, you're doing the Kessel Run. Yeah, in under 12 parsecs. Wow. Yeah, dad. He's got the crocheted blanket over the back seat. <laughs> oh, <he said laughs> the dream catcher hanging from the rearview mirror. His libertarian newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dickie, you got anything else? Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, thank you, Dick. You could pick up my comics, The Enemies of 20-something Mega Man or The Enemies of 20-something Mega Man 2. Go to devastatorpress.com slash Mega Man 2. I made these 12-page comics based on the assholes we meet in our 20s. So Mega Man has to fight couch surfing man, um, unnecessarily complex high fives man, vapes, yeah. 
vapes at inappropriate times, man. Movie Un- theaters. Oh, man. Yeah, unsolicited Anytime. financial advice, man. Well, don't give away the whole oh, book. You know here. what? You're right. I guess I should, I should stop here, but go to yeah. devastatorpress.com slash Mega Man 2. Print copies are finally out for the sequel. They're yeah. only five bucks. Great. Uh, yeah, that, that was uh, that was teased a long time ago, and you could only buy it digitally. Now it's finally available in print. We'll link to it on our website. Thank you. Thanks for coming by, Asterios. Thank you guys for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, and uh, thanks to Harry's for supporting the show. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the prequels. <laughs> God damn it. All right, guys. My problem this week was... Star Wars merchandising. Star Wars apologists, prequel apologists. Geriatric action heroes. See you next Tuesday. I got a bunch of uh, Japanese emperors. Do you guys want to pick the best one? Sure. Like six people called in claiming to be the emperor of Japan. Okay. I could stop them whenever you want. Oh, Menox, Undik Masasan. This is the emperor of the Japanese people. <laughs> I want to say that white people wearing the kimonos is shameful cultural appropriation. Much like claiming you drive like this samurai. Uh, uh, you drive like the ignorant asshole. <laughs> and Dick Masson, fuck you, son. Okay, that's pretty good. No, I drive like a samurai. Like, the samurai ethos exists outside of Japanese culture, guys. Uh, it's a set of rules. It's a set of conduct, right? The Bushido Code. The Bushido Code, right. I could imagine you doing that at 70. Oh, hello, Dekamata. Oh. This is the emperor <laughs> of good. all Japanese people. <laughs> no. This is how I talk. <laughs> I was listening to your podcast, oh, and I am very disappointed that I have so many pussies <laughs> getting offended. You see... In Japan, we love America. We're very happy that you love us too. Why not commit more, though? Maybe buy stack in Japanese market. Okay. Uh, I got two more. All right, let's oh keep going. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, guys, this is the Prime Minister of Japan. I think that you speak English and have the voice of a girl. So I heard that Dick wanted to hear my opinion about if some dumbass American wears kimonos. You really want to know what I think? I don't give a fucking shit, asshole. Okay, I have more. It goes on like <laughs> that. <laughs> well, you cut off the Emperor of all Japan. Right, all right, all right, here, here, here. I'm very things to worry about. While you're out at bars trying to get laid, all I need to do is snap my fingers and move on with my life because I'm the Prime Minister of Japan. Okay, Go we got Go fuck it. yourself, yeah. you small-faced hippie. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not what I'm trying to do at bars. I'm trying to get drunk. <laughs> Try, trying. You show, you show up that way, man. You say bolo. Hello, Magic Khan and the Deku san. This is the emperor of our the Japanese people. Oh my this is how I talk. <laughs> Let me just say that I am very offended by white tupigus wearing our kimonos. They are a part of our culture. And when you wear a kimono, you are erasing our cultural identity. Please do not do it. You are starring the great legacy of our people. Thank you, and uh, get a rape, too. The, uh, I think that's the best one. That was, that's the, yeah, best that one. was the most Mexican okay. of Japanese emperors we've had called into the show. All right. Uh, I got one more. I <laughs> know I'm done with Japanese people. I just wanted to end the show on okay. a, a high note. All right. Hey, I just wanted to thank you guys for doing this show every week. It's one of the few things in my life right now that's kind of keeping me going. I've been going through a lot of hard stuff lately. And, yeah, I guess that's it. I just wanted to say thank you. And you're hilarious, so please don't stop. Fuck you, dick. (laughs) (laughs) Very touching. Because of that voice, I will say fuck you, dick. (laughs) Very touching. That's obviously a prank call. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs)